Hey, Sarah. I have a Hi, question Sarah. for you. <laughs> so, do. because this is a podcast, people can't see it. But right now, something crazy is happening on Sarah's, and I have no. I, like, are you in the middle of a galaxy? Are you in the middle of? Yeah, what is happening to your eyeball? There's blue swirly stuff just kind of intermittently going on screen, and I'm so confused. Okay, oh, it's over here too. Okay, so yes, I know folks can't see this, but hopefully this section goes on video. It's this is funny because the answer actually is I have no idea what is happening right now. It's so, really trippy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, the story starts with Rosalie ordering a green screen online. Okay, because she wanted to shoot a movie. Like she, she actually wants to shoot like a wizardry movie because she was inspired by Harry Potter. But in order to fly, she realized you have to have a green screen. And so she ordered this, she looked on Amazon. She's like, how's this mummy? I found one that's only $40. I'm like, great, order the green screen. Green screen arrived yesterday. She was playing around with it. She even edited a couple little videos on it, um, which I think is quite impressive for a nine-year-old. I mean, I know I'm her parent, but I'm kind of impressed. Showing um, initiative, I like it. Yeah, and then today she, um, she went on her Zoom call and she realized that on Zoom, if you have, like, you know, there's the Zoom backgrounds? Mm -hmm. she had a zoom call sorry with her with her classmates like with her teacher and the zoom backgrounds but you can it does it i don't know it does something different if you actually have a green screen so she was using the green screen functions functionality during her zoom call and her teacher even contacted us after and said that she was not paying attention during the call clearly um and clearly what she was doing i've now learned since getting on this call with you is changing the functions so that like my microphone right now is like a magic wand from outer space. Like it is, I don't know how she did this. It's the opposite of the backgrounds. It's like she made everything that's silver or I don't know what color turned into like outer space. It's, so. it's a little distracting. Oh, wait, so look, it's, the, it's the globe, look. It's, oh, it's the globe. You're totally right. <laughs> it's out of this world, Sarah. It's totally out of this world. <laughs> As is this podcast, so really appropriate. No, we're solely terrestrial. <laughs> we can debate this later. All right, guys, it's going to be that kind of week. Um, you're in for a treat. So yeah, it's it's all good. We're we're figuring things out. Um, so oh, speaking of things being figured out, mm -hmm. I saw that your country is now double bubbling. Um, <laughs> And I was really excited about that because do you, did you have double bubble growing up? Do you know what that is? Yes, I do know what that is. Really yeah. terrible gum that didn't taste like anything and was, yeah, just like chewing on cardboard. Yeah, uh, my experience was it tasted like gum for about three seconds. Yes. And then, it, then it turned to cardboard, yes. But this has nothing to do with that. that ha <laughs> this has to do with basically the Canadian government has decided that households can pair up with other households and you know if you feel safe and you just intermingle which is an interesting concept so have you double bubbled okay first of all strange this is the first i've come across the double bubble information although i have heard it's funny because i've heard people talking about it and now i know why because our federal government sounds like it made an announcement where we can do this it's really funny um, I haven't really double bubbled, although I feel like I already kind of was like, so my partner, he has two boys. Um, so then like 
we were already kind of mingled with them and then okay. you know they it's it's in, it's actually interesting with par- like kids who have parents who are separated or divorced yeah i was talking about this with one of my friends because like there's the kids go back and forth that if you have two sets of kids going back and forth with like your partner and then so like his kids go back and then they see his ex-wife and then they see her partner and then and same with rosie goes to her dad right mm. and then sees her dad's partner and her dad's partner's kid and and on and on so i, I feel like we were already kind of double bubbling so yeah we're just sticking we're just <laughs> sticking tasting like cardboard no we're just sticking as it is <laughs> to our current bubble situation so you could be like triple bubbling is that it's, yeah we could be oh you're so illegal right now we're like quad bubbling oh just it just sounds wrong it does <laughs> it sounds a little wrong that's all okay. good. so coming up on the show as sarah mentioned it's going to be a bit of a different show we are celebrating this week um with some of our listeners as well so we're very excited about that um we are going to talk a little bit about some news and views from the tri world and have one kind of serious conversation about the future of sports marketing Hey Sarah, what's yes. what's that in your hand? Oh, I'm um, drinking a nice uh, cab salve in this evening's recording. Oh, How about man. you? What are you drinking? I have some noon rest because it's nine o'clock at night. I'm ready to go to bed after this. Well, at least one of us is going to be well rested and hydrated after this recording. We are so grateful to Noon Hydration for their sponsorship of this podcast. And if you want to get 30% off, you can go to noonlife.com and use the code IRONWOMEN, plural women, as our sister podcast. You can use that as a code and you will get 30% off your next order at noonlife.com. I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. All right, guys, we're going to kick off this uh, theme of celebration with a a little, if we were writing podcast celebration, we're very proud of this moment. Sarah, please, can you drum roll? Drum roll. Taylor, we might need a drum roll. <laughs> um, okay, so our, so last week, I can't believe we forgot to say this last week, but I got an email from Apple Podcasts that uh, that if we were riding is currently ranked 206 in sports podcasts in the Czech Republic. <laughs> so, so thank you to our Czech listeners. Yes. <laughs> uh, please tell a friend and maybe we can like break the top 200. In exactly. The I, goals. So thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank we, you. We, we're actually super pleased about this. Um, I didn't know you would get an email about it, but anyway. So yeah, I didn't either. Pat, I was... pat on the back, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, our first, that's my first ever Apple podcast ranking. Folks. That's awesome. <laughs> like of all the, if we were, all the Live Feisty podcasts we've done, the millions of Live Feisty podcasts, <laughs> if we were writing, coming through for us. So, um, and we also wanted to celebrate you this week, Sarah. We got a, um, 
We got a voicemail from our ninja voicemailer. So let's hear what he has to say. Hey, it's the ninja voicemailer. Um, just wanted to pass on one thing to Sarah True. Um, you talked about your fans and it, it really didn't sound like you had it right, honestly. Um, you don't have fans because you win. You People want you to win because you're you. And the first, I remember the first thing that I ever, the first time I ever heard about you um, wasn't your place on the podium or your finishing time. It was the fact that you always smiled. And I thought that was awesome. And then I know personally, you're the type of person to spend 40 minutes talking to some middle-aged back of the pack guy who comes to bother you when you're, you know, like showing off coffee. And at one point you use the term, we triathletes. And that kind of inclusion, first of all, that that absolutely made my day, um, actually made my month. Um, but that kind of inclusion, you know, really just shows who you are. And that's why we cheer for you. It's not that you're winning. It's that we want you to win. Anyway, um, still loving the, still loving the podcast. So thanks very much. So Sarah, thank you for being you. Oh, that this just it made me a little soft and squishy inside. Thank you. That is really sweet. And I think it is something that's kind of special about triathlon is we get the opportunity to really, you know, bridge that gap between the professional and the amateur side of sport um, and race on the same courses and, you know, celebrate on the same finish line. So yeah, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Cause yeah. I would love to win every race and win your hearts and minds, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a few hearts. I'll take a few hearts. Thanks. <laughs> and in non like weird cannibalistic way, um, proverbial heart. <laughs> so in case Ninja voicemail, I was worried you were coming after his heart with a spoon. We're good. Clear. <laughs> Honestly, Sarah, I, I think that a lot of, um, like, it's you being you, but also I think you created fans for yourself by being, by having personality and being outspoken and being willing to be yourself. So I, I actually think that's part of it. And I, I think pro athletes should do more of that. Well, so I, I definitely appreciate that because I, I don't know, you, you get, you get some haters too. Mm -hmm. um, anytime you put your authentic self out there there's going to be somebody who wants to you know take you down um and that's fine i i think i got to the point maturity wise where i just didn't care where i realized that it was more meaningful to just be myself than uh to try to hide it right yeah, yeah. that's i think that's fantastic and more people should be like that yeah so. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Well, I, I think there are more athletes who are kind of moving in that direction. Um, you know, that's why, but it, like I said, there's, there's, it's not for everybody. I get it. Some people yeah. are private people. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. We also wanted to, we also had a voicemail. We had a lot of voicemails this week, folks. So brace yourselves, but we also heard from Megan um, who, yeah, let's hear from Megan first. Hey, Sarah and Sarah of If We Were Riding. This is a longtime listener, big time fan, Megan Tobin and fellow feisty woman. Um, I wanted to send a voice memo about something that recently happened to me that was worth celebrating, but I just haven't celebrated it because of coronavirus and lockdown. 
And it also kind of ties into the whole world championship conversation that you guys had today on the podcast, which I listened to on my bike because I was riding. Um, I raced Campeche in March, um, which was probably one of the last Ironman races to happen. Sarah was there and I got to talk to her and that was awesome. Um, I too similarly had really bad year last year and Campeche was sort of my uh, my mantra blanc, um, though it was a 70.3. And while it was kind of a shit show of a race, I crossed that finish line with a ton of gratitude and um, just the reminder that I can do hard things. Um, and then I got a slot to world championships uh, in Taupo. And I used to live in New Zealand, so I'm very excited about that. And that was sort of my goal that dare not speak its name. Like I would never say I want to qualify for Worlds next year, um, but I wanted to, and I did. And um, I then flew home and everybody was quarantined. And really while we were down there, everything really started to go down. And so my coach and I decided we wouldn't really post about it or talk about it or celebrate it, um, quote unquote, for a couple of weeks because um, it seemed really tone deaf to celebrate it. And so we still have it, and it's been many weeks. And um, it's kind of like the thing that didn't happen, the achievement that didn't happen. Um, and now uh, world championships may or may not happen, and maybe it'll happen next year, and maybe it won't happen at all. And um, I'm a middle of the packer on a good day, back of the packer on most days, and... Uh, just getting that coin was beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and going is just a celebration of those dreams. Um, so uh, at some point, I will celebrate. And I hope you guys will celebrate with me. Um, in terms of world championships, um, one of the things to remember is... Um, a lot of people qualified both for Kona and for the 73 point world championships already. I think in terms of worlds, it's like one third of uh, the people that would qualify have qualified. Um, and while we're missing out on a lot of races, I don't know, shifting it so that two thirds of the people qualify and go in February and two thirds qualify and go the next year some people don't get to go every year. Some people can't afford it. Some people can't afford to race that much. Some people just, it's beyond their wildest dreams to even get to go once. Um, and I totally understand and agree with all of your thoughts on it. But as one of those average age groupers who is always cheering for the pros and also sometimes just freaking grateful to get to that finish line, I hope we do get to have that celebration at some point, um, even if it's not perfect. Thanks. Bye, guys. So we have a song to play for Megan because we want to celebrate with you, Megan, for, because you missed your celebration of qualifying for Worlds. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, Megan, you qualified. It's a party. <laughs> I don't see Sarah dancing. Woo! It's okay. <laughs> it's a party.
party one. <laughs> no, we're we're all celebrating with you and for you. Um, you know, we we really should take a moment and feel good about accomplishments, even you know, even during these times. So yeah, well done. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I thought I um yeah, we wanted to celebrate with you. I also I I think that you made a good point there, Megan, about um about the world championships in general and I it's something that I didn't think of last week when we were recording that for a lot of folks just the qualifying is their is their goal you know yeah. and then the race itself is the celebration and we don't want people to have to miss that so um hopefully they'll figure out they'll figure out a way to make that happen for everyone who's already qualified for the canceled races but here's the thing even even if it doesn't happen you qualified and that's something to be proud about so I hope yeah. I hope in your apartment you feel feel the the love and we're all we're all cheering for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so last week we gave what well, last couple of weeks we actually asked uh, folks to send us voicemails about what they're celebrating. Um, so we we heard from Molly who is who is celebrating learning a new skill. Hi, my name is Molly and I'm from Minnesota. Uh, first off, I just wanted to tell you how much I love your show. Uh, the laughter is just awesome. You're both a delight to listen to. Um, and as far as something that I'm proud of, I learned how to use a scroll saw, which is something I never thought I would do. And I've been having fun making things during this stay at home period. Thank you. Hey, Molly, this is for you. All right, Molly. Learning how to use a bandsaw. Uh huh. <laughs> I will not be making a living as a DJ. <laughs> Clearly, neither will I. I can't hold the mic and play a song at the same time. So. And the worst dance. DJs ever. It's, right. it's okay. It's okay. That's all right. What we okay. lack in ability, we make up for enthusiasm. Um, right. But honestly, that's, that is super cool. Well done, Molly, taking on a new skill. Like, that seems kind of scary. And, you know, learning new stuff. Learning new stuff. Okay, so speaking of learning new stuff, or speaking of celebrating, are these, okay, so we had two voicemails from kids. I'm assuming you know these children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, tell us about the voicemails we're about to hear. Well, so we've had some interesting times at the, the homeschooling recently. And these are my nieces. Um, okay, they've been filing some complaints <laughs> about me. <laughs> Do you have a complaint box? For no! Complaint box? <laughs> no, I, last week, my sister-in-law says, you know, there have been some complaints filed against you. Uh, and the, the kids are rather formal about it. Um, apparently, I'm pretty strict, which is super sad. I consider myself funny at Sarah, but I also take my job of educating young minds very right. seriously. And I, I want to keep them on task. So it's really hard to be funny at Sarah um, and be teacher Sarah. But we have tried to do some good things. Um, and yeah, one of the highlights of my niece's week is something that one of our science projects we're doing. I'm really excited 
to finish the volcano and blow it up. Okay, and your other niece um, also sent a voicemail about something else. So what her favorite thing. So let's hear that one. I was really happy when I got to eat ice cream. Okay, so those are two vastly different voicemails. First of all, can I ask, did you blow up the volcano? No, we... Well, we did, we did just the straight-up vinegar baking soda explosion already. And they wanted to do the full-blown, like, let's do the paper mache, uh, you know, the, the creation of the volcano structure. So we've, we're now doing that. And we're going to do a pretty detailed model. So we've, we've done the, the structure. We're going to, like, put on, you know, grass and Lego men and lava, and we're going to try to make it super sick and then blow up the volcano in the yard. So, yeah. I'm seeing a bit of, like, strict Aunt Sarah coming through right now, just as you're describing this, because you're like, we're going to be super detailed, and we're, gonna, <laughs> we're going to make it a perfect replica of no! a volcano, and then this we're was... going to blow it up. This was their choice. They want okay. they want like little Lego men at the bottom who are going to get destroyed by you know by the the lava coming down the volcano. Uh, our other fun project for the week is on Friday we're going to make candy, which is you know nice little uh, chemistry experiment, which will be fun, and hopefully nobody gets burnt. Um. <laughs> hopefully nobody gets burnt. Plus candy and sweets. They're always good motivators. Right. As, as you well know, Sarah. As I well know. I, I like my candy. <laughs> I like my candy. Okay, would you rather have ice cream or blow up a volcano? Clearly, I like explosions. <laughs> I want to blow stuff up, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I think blowing up a volcano is like a once-in-a-lifetime like, thing you do when you're a kid, and you always remember that. So. Or you're a teacher who wants to blow stuff up with yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Also once in a lifetime. <laughs> okay, and our last voicemail for this week came from Courtney. Uh, she was talking about the PTO. So let's hear that one. Hello, Sarah and Sarah. It's Courtney here. In response to all the world championships. I actually like the idea of the PTO throwing down a challenge to Ironman for the 70.3 world champs for the pros. I don't feel as if Ironman values its athletes, and I'm hoping that this collab between PTO and Challenge Family benefits all, especially the pros, because the pros do actually inspire me. I want the pros to earn money, and I like that the top-ranked plus some are invited and that the race is separate from us age groupers because I want to watch the pros battle it out. I don't want Iron Man to be the end-all be-all in world champs. Okay, Sarah, I totally agree with Courtney that um, I love anything that could possibly break up the monopoly that Iron Man has on, on long course triathlon. I would like also like to see. Totally. So also thank you for you know, the, the kind words about uh, pros motivating you, like, that's awesome. You know, we, we, we never know. We never know what's on the other side, whether you're resentful. Yeah, just in general, thank you. Um, yeah, of course, we would like to see an alternative to Iron Man. I think it'd be healthy for the sport. So just as a little back, 
you know, filling in back knowledge. Challenge wants to buy Iron Man uh, or the the Iron Man Kona World Championship. And oh, the challenge or the PTO or both? Challenge. Challenge now. So this is a oh, oh yeah. So yeah. that's why that's why PTO and Challenge are partnering up. Oh. So that's why like the they were yeah no it's it's a long going thing so this is why i have nothing wrong with that i have nothing against that mm-hmm. you know i think it's i think it's awesome i want to see a competitor iron man i want to see uh that competitor use pros better to market their races and to be you know fill the aspirational need that courtney's talking about um i think iron man does a terrible job of using the pros for uh, helping market the sport and being influencers, essentially. They are stuck in like the eighties with how they do their sports marketing. And they really, they've missed the ball. Uh, I don't think they realize that the pros can be partners. And that's where it's cool to see, you know, the PTO and challenge uh, trying to shift that model. Mm-hmm. Do, I think you need to label a world championship when you've never, I I don't know. I don't think it adds value. Um, I don't think it adds value to what a world championship is. Uh, I think you offer a million dollars so you have the best in the world. That's going to attract attention. It's just, I'm very skeptical of some of the moves that PTO is making because it, a lot of the time it feels as though it's, it's for headlines, for it's for grabbing attention, mm-hmm. and that there might not be substance behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think it reinforces that it's okay to look at some of these moves with a little bit of skepticism, but also optimism. Is that yeah. fair, Sarah? Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think that you critical thinking is the opposite of being optimistic right? Like a lot of people associate pessimism with critical thinking. And I don't think that's, that's a true, um, would you say those things are not equivalent. Like we can be critical thinking and we can think we still want the best thing to happen, or we can still want, want, think that the best will happen for the pros or think that like, I still think that the PTO can be wildly successful. I think that's utterly possible, right? Have I seen total proof of that? What they're doing right now is, is leading down that track? No. Um, just because I am a critical thinker and, and I think that's okay. And, and also I feel like the best, like the best way to, for someone to find the right track is to listen and acknowledge critical thinkers. And, and I mean, I'm sure like, that's not like, I'm not saying listen and acknowledge me, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm sure lots of people are asking the same types of questions and people who know a lot more about business and sports business and sports marketing than I do. Um, so like listening to those people, figuring out the answers to the questions as you create your business model is, is probably smart for them. Yeah, no, I think we're, we both, both of us want to see PTO be successful. Uh, I do think there are a lot of questions, you know, should we, because challenge is a competitor to Ironman, you know, will they do a better job of helping pros, you know? I don't know. We'll find out. Historically, Challenge has done a better job. Yeah, Historically, Challenge has done a better job of highlighting the pros. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that they've done a better job of having a, what would you say, a workable business model, right? Well, Um, outside of of Roth, uh, 
my understanding is it's not like the prize money is any better for pros. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I think Roth is pretty good because they have appearance money and they take really good care of pros. And I think there's attention, like you said, uh, paid to highlighting profession the professional fields. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just i I want to see proof before I'm just align myself with an organization. Um, and I I think that's valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's valid. Um, okay. So I guess we saw some changes this week to Ironman VR racing. You know, you know about this. I was going to say, you know more about this than me, but I know nothing. <laughs> so yeah. Everybody knows more about this than me. So credit, credit to Ironman. Uh, they realized there were some shortcomings with the virtual racing and that they needed to uh, make sure the data was somewhere in the ballpark of what's actually possible. Um, what's actually humanly possible? <laughs> that's Excellent. actually humanly possible. So people aren't, you know, doing the bike leg faster than, you know, the world record of, uh, you know, professional cyclists. And these are athletes in like their fifties, you know, it's not impossible, but it's highly improbable. Uh, so the, (laughs) so the changes that they've made is they want to, they want, uh, in a few weeks, they're going to start to implement them. And for the bike, you have to ride inside on the trainer on Ruby, which is, uh, the platform, uh, that Ironman has aligned themselves with. Um, and according to Jordan, there is or maybe a, a, a future business partnership. Was that correct? Um, I believe so, yes. Yeah, and then the only an outside run will count because the tread, treadmills are highly variable. And I think there are easy ways to cheat them, um, especially if you have a Bluetooth treadmill. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that helps. Uh, you know, in in the meantime, can people do things like you know ride down a mountain for their bike leg or draft in a pack on Zwift? Both of these things have happened, and people have posted the times. Uh, yes, they can still do that in the meantime. But in a few weeks, hopefully, they Ironman will implement some measures that makes it a bit more fair for people. Oh, wait, wait, uh, so hold on. Just so I understand this, you can ride down a mountain in Zwift and it counts oh, yeah. as a bike ride. Yeah, yeah, which seems like it was a little bit of an oversight because um, <laughs> obviously you're going to go pretty fast. Uh, yeah, so it's it was interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, well, you can you can ride down a real mountain right now. Because you can do outside rides. I I could drive you to the top right. of the biggest mountain in Victoria. There aren't big mountains in Victoria, but <laughs> medium mountain. Vancouver. Oh, you have ski mountains in Vancouver area. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, and you can count that as your bike leg. You can ride like ninety um, k straight downhill. Basically. Right, right. In well, the real world. In the real world. Uh, and log it. So that seems, you know, that seems problematic. Um, oh, there will also be a 12-hour window. So before, I think there was 48 hours in which you could log uh, your your two runs and your bike. So that makes it a little bit more within a standard half Ironman, Ironman time. Um, yeah. 
yes, we'll, we'll see what happens. And currently there are no slots, no, for the foreseeable future, no slots on the line uh, for qualifying for worlds, but we'll, we'll find out what happens. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Okay. Kudos, kudos to Iron Man for making some small changes. Um, So So we'll see what happens. Can I ask a weird and obvious perhaps question? (laughs) Go for it. Why? Okay. Why not? I mean, I know that the, I know that there was some breakdown in the potential partnership between Iron Man and Zwift, but let's say any platform that could, can create virtual courses, why could you not just create a virtual course and everybody has to do that course to stop people from riding down mountains and stuff on their trainer? Or is it, is it to make it, can I guess at my own answer? Is it to make it more inclusive? So folks who don't have a trainer or yeah. outside, is that the yeah. reason? So they, they did, they wanted to make it more inclusive. Um, but then when there was the issue with Strava, then I think that really uh, limited the number of people who are able to do the VR platform. Right. Yeah okay super interesting yeah well it'll be interesting for maybe one person who listens to maybe but it's okay right i think i've just seen this with new eyes a little bit um that so one of the challenges for iron man of course is that this like covid19 hit they're looking to to get like some kind of online virtual platform and boom they have to kind of make it happen and pivot really quickly so then they're like trying to wind their way through this like field of like the basically the companies that already exist in this place and try to make an inclusive way to have a race so i can i'm starting to see why it's complicated um but in the future maybe we would have you know like trainers like where you just all in one course right would that not be ideal like that's kind of what zwift does in a way right like you're just when you join a zwift race you're like all in there on yeah yeah no it's so i think you know, to kind of reference the previous conversation, Courtney's call, Iron Man is for-profit company. They need to turn a profit at some point. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at, you know, if we have no races in the fall and winter, they have lost all of their profit for the year. Yeah. So they need it's to huge. figure out a way to potentially charge customers. Mm-hmm. And they knew that what they had was nowhere good enough. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if in the next couple of months they can dial it in enough that they can actually charge people, and people will gladly sign up and pay their good hard money. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and Sarah, before the show, we talked about this um, this new deal that Nick Willis and Mary Kane did with Tracksmith. I was it was super interesting. Tell tell our listeners yeah. about that. Yeah, so they're, they're uh, yesterday, well, the day before, you know, we recorded this podcast. So that was Tuesday, the what, 12th? Yes. Uh, Nick Willis, who is a two-time Olympic uh, medalist, 1,500-meter uh, runner from New Zealand, and Mary Kane, who was this teen phenom who uh, was part of the whistleblowing on Nike um, and helped get uh, Alberto Salazar, uh, not, ban- uh, not banned, he, he was, he's temporarily, um, I'm blanking how you describe it, he, he can't coach 
for the time okay. being. He's um, banned from coaching. He's banned. I think it's a temporary ban. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, I'm getting tired, and so my brain's not working. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I realize I get a little rambly. I get a little rambly when my brain doesn't work, or I speak really slowly. So we're at that point in the podcast. Right. That's Sorry, guys. I have to tell you that though that I get a lot of I get feedback from people who are like, I love when Sarah has a rant. So. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Thank you. So Mary Kane was with Nike, you know, very public split. Nick Willis was with Adidas for years and years. Both of them signed a contract with Tracksmith, which is this uh, specialty running apparel company out of Boston. And they don't make shoes, just apparel. They signed both of these athletes as full-time employees. Uh, so they're athletes, professional athletes, but also full-time employees. And why this is really interesting is that normally in sports marketing, companies will sign athletes as uh, independent contractors. And this is, this could, could be a new, potentially new trend in sports marketing because, you know, will they get benefits? Uh, you know, is it dependent on performance? No. It, well, We'll, I don't know what their contracts look like, obviously, but there's there's a potential, and this is this is what both of them referenced uh, in their announcements, is that this company is viewing them not just what they do on the track and the roads, but as complete human beings and what they can offer the brand. So they will be building, uh, you know, this community for, well, in the the local areas where they live. Uh, trying to build up the community of tracksmith affiliated runners and doing outreach. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what their job description really entails. We'll find out, but I just, I love the idea of companies thinking differently about what they've done in the past. Um, you know, it's it's a totally different way of seeing and valuing professional athletes. Maybe Nick and Mary will never have a great race again, but they have job security. And, you know, especially to, we can talk about, uh, Nike is incredibly ruthless with, with their athletes. Uh, the number of reductions they put into their contracts, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough co company to work with. So you have somebody like Tracksmith that says, you know, obviously we want you to represent our company at the greatest stage in the world. You know, we want you to see, see you crushing it on the roads, but we also see you as intelligent human beings who can help grow our brand. And ultimately that's what really sports marketing should be. It's about growing the brand. It's not just about how fast you run or in our case, you know, how fast you do triathlon. So it's, I, I was really interested by it. Um, just because I like to see people or companies thinking differently. So, yeah. Yeah. I think this might be the future of sports marketing. Like I would like to, I would, or maybe I'd like to think that. Um, I have, I actually have someone I know here in Victoria who created a program prior to, I think the last Olympic cycle, where he got a bunch of our Olympians um, basically employed by banks 
um, in Canada. So he sort of leveraged some of the relationships he had, and ha it was a similar thing where they were they were employees of the bank, and they had they actually had to do some job, especially in the off season, they had to do some bank job type thing, depending on the skill set of the athlete, of course, right? Um, they had to they had to work, but then when it came to their main training uh, blocks, they they would work less, so they totally worked around the their training schedules and stuff like that. So it was a very similar kind of idea. And then they represented that bank. Um, and banks are, an, banks are an interesting case study as it is. Um, someone listening can probably talk more about this, but you know, like as we move into uh, the era of virtual money and Bitcoin or whatever the hells, like banks have to figure out what they are and who they are. Um, so I think they're sometimes doing things outside the box. And that was one of the things that I, which is very similar to Tracksmith thinking on this. So I yeah, like but it. it's, it's, it's rare for an endemic sponsor. It is. So, yeah, it's really rare. And you know, so the, to go back to the bank thing, what's cool is that those athletes were learning new skills that they can use to transition to like outside of sport. So when, when, you know, Nick hangs up his spikes, so he's 37, when he hangs up his spikes, he knows that he can move into a job where he is well suited and he well he already has that job <laughs> nothing nothing really changes other than the fact that he's not running professionally anymore but he still has that security um no it's i i find it i find it really interesting but then you know the the yeah we'll we'll see what happens you know does that mean that they have they could potentially be fired you know that not for what they do on the track, but what they do, you know, if they're not converting enough to sales, then they could potentially lose their quote unquote sponsorship. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Like, can they be fired for other parts of their job? Yeah. Outside of under, I mean, if you're not performing, uh -huh. but that's normally athletes don't get re-signed. Uh, well, these days it's, it's changed. Uh, it's definitely changed a, a lot. We can, we can have a whole conversation about that, <laughs> that there's just that influencer side of things. But my, my frustration with companies over the years has been, I want to do more for the companies, but my background is not marketing. And I, you know, I don't have, like, I don't want to be doing photo shoots and that's just not authentically me um you know it shouldn't be how many likes you get there are ways to provide value to a company that extend beyond social media or your performance on the race course mm -hmm. and i've always felt like you know these they they underutilize us yeah and i really when i sign a contract i want to be a partner you know, I, I believe in the brands I sign with and I want to be used, whether that's, you know, product development or doing community outreach or whatever the case might be. I know that I have value beyond how many likes and, you know, how fast I am. So it's what I really like about this potential model is that the athletes gain a lot because they're, they're learning new skills, but also that fulfills that, that desire to give back to the company in meaningful well way to help them build their brand. Yeah. Because they've been made part of the company. Right. So they will feel yeah. like that. Um, yeah. That's why I think that this is 
that's why I think this move is going to be repeated because I think that companies like that too. If I think the companies are also frustrated. I've heard that a lot by pro athletes feeling like they're not, you know, feeling like the pro athletes aren't providing the value that they bought into for whatever reason, you know, or whatever those expectations are that weren't said or that weren't clear or whatever, you know, I, you hear a lot of frustration on both sides and I actually think yeah. the frustration's the same for both parties. Like there's a communicate, it's almost like you need a comms person <laughs> in between or something to get in there and, you know, okay. So it's almost like out marriage counseling. Like, well, <laughs> it's what I've, what I've always struggled with is, uh, oftentimes there isn't a clear marketing plan for how you're going to use athletes. There's, there's the expectation that the athlete will create value, but when it comes to signing an athlete, how do you, how do you measure the return on investment? You know, how do you measure how much, how many sales they convert to you? Um, so it's frustrating from their end, but also a lot of times we just, I want to do more, but I get so little guidance about what they want that it's, 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 yeah, it's totally frustrating on both sides. Mm -hmm. And the, the companies that, that understand we need guidance. Um, I've always, I've always felt like I have a more successful relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Or the companies that create, I've worked with a couple of companies where they, they create their own campaign and do a specific ask mm. right, for rounds that might have to do with why they're sponsoring you specifically um, or ask you to do specific, I don't know, you said you didn't like photo shoots before, but ask like, we're going to use you in our marketing campaign for this in this oh, way. Like, I'm, I am totally on board with uh, their photo shoots, but I am not going to personally right. hire a photographer right. to follow me around for training because right. that's just not that's not me, you right. know, like, but that's, that's now the expectation in this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ben's just terrible with a camera. So. <laughs> well, he does have a mullet. Does he still have the mullet? He does. You know, it's sad that I find it kind of cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that might be a sign that I've been on in quarantine with him quarantine too much. Too long. It's a little sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the real secrets are coming out. I know. At first, I'm like, oh, what did you do? And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, oh, I'm going to action. I like Amazing. it. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> she totally is. I'm blushing. Okay. All right, guys. Oh, that's embarrassing. That note, we're going to take our second break and we're going to come back and. Talk about, well, we're going to promo next week a little bit because it's going to be a good week. We grossly, as in, in a big way, and truly want to thank our sponsor, Noon Hydration, for supporting If We Were Riding. If you love us or even kind of like us or maybe just like our content, you can make sure we grow through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash live feisty. And also make sure you talk to us on Instagram at If We Were Riding. We love talking to people on Instagram, especially on the stories. If you want to send us a voicemail, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah with no H, me, at livefeisty.com. And remember, the I comes after the E if you're feisty. 
We also love reviews on iTunes and written messages from you joining the conversation. If We Were Riding is a live feisty media production hosted by Sarah True and me, Sarah Gross. Our editor and producer is Taylor Mahan. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. So Sarah, we don't have time this week to talk about this, unfortunately, but I understand you had a bit of a breakthrough realization during the week. Oh yeah, it was it was totally like this light bulb epiphany piano drops on me moment um yeah i've just been thinking a lot about racing and why we race and why it's important to us and i was having a really hard time understanding um there was a piece i was missing about why amateur triathletes were having such a hard time readjusting to this world without racing um, and I, I think I, I think I finally understand something. Mm-hmm. So that's the teaser is I might be totally wrong, but I, I'm going to just pretend for the next week that like I had this huge breakthrough moment and I'm going to celebrate it because that's the theme of this, this okay. episode guys, celebration. Okay. Celebration. So all right. On that note, thanks. Um, thanks for joining us this week. And, uh, Stay celebrating, friends. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.